podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to an AI Pro Plus special podcast. We are reacting, and you've probably heard me a couple of times today, I was on AI Scouted just for the start, um, reacting, and then obviously I did something for 20 minutes just whilst driving for AI Pro subscribers and Discord, and if you're not on Discord, see, you miss out on shit like that, but I'm recording. So we're here, and lots of AI Pro folk with me, um, Mr. Simon Brundish, how you doing mate? Nice pod earlier this week, superb stuff. Oh yeah, thanks. Uh, I'm good. How can you not be good? What a day. What a day. I'm also joined by Tad as well. Tadiva, how you doing, mate? You okay? Absolutely buzzing. And yourself, Gags? Mate, like like Sai just said, how can you not be buzzing after that? I mean, the biggest news we're here to cover is that Jurgen Klopp has now um, signed the dotted line to stay, extend his stay for another two years. So four years in to- total, as he was saying, um, you know, his wife, he, he, his wife loves it here. So he's happy to stay. That's <laughs> like, even the humor comes through in that 90 second clip from, uh, from Jürgen Klopp, but there's so many factors to how awesome this is, this news is. And first and foremost, f- sorry, from a fan reaction point of view, I mean, this is this is the best news possible, you know. I mean, literally, apart from winning a trophy, this is the the happiest a Liverpool fan could be right now. Yeah, how pissed off must everybody else be at this point? Like, it's just we're piling on. We're going to win all four competitions, and the greatest manager in the world has just decided to sign on for a little bit longer. Exactly. Exactly. It's just like, you know, you, they take, we're taking the piss and we're also also joined by Jim Boardman today as well. Jim, how you doing, mate? Oh, can you all hear me? Yes, we can. <laughs> Absolutely. Modern totally. technology, modern technology on a day like today, you know, too much to deal with. <laughs> too much to deal with. But how's, what's your uh, initial reaction when you saw that this morning? A bit of shock? Yeah, it was a little bit of shock because all the all the indications were that he, you know, he was sort of looking forward to his retirement. But obviously, things have changed, and he's enjoying the job so much that he wants to stay another couple of years. And and this is one of the things that could have dragged on and dragged on, couldn't it? It could have been a while thinking, you know, is he going to sign? Who's going to come in his place? Puts all that out the window now. We can quietly get on with things, I would say, and you know, quietly get on with winning things and maybe think about who's next is a little bit of a longer term thing. Exactly, and we'll try and cover some of that in a bit. Let's make well. it ten years. Yeah, <laughs> this takes it over ten. That's the beauty. It's a ten that 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 Klopp's been at a club for ten years. He did talk about it. He he kind of loosely alluded to it when he first signed. If if all things went well, and and ten years is such a legacy thing, in it for like ten. I could I could break down the managers that have stayed at clubs for ten years, and and the 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 value of winning that they've offered, um, and and amazing um I, yeah, I just, it takes I, him into that territory of being at a club like Wenger and Fergie you know before him in terms of he becomes that he gets that level now in 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 Premier League history you know where hopefully he has that multiple winning title runs and multiple European Cups he literally surpasses some people he'll he'll know? be literally the longest running manager in the Premier League for five years yeah that's and that's great that's nuts as well but absolutely nuts um, before I know Tad hasn't got much time, so before um, uh, we go on to some of the other reasons, Tad, let's talk something. You know, we we talked touched on it earlier about commercial reasons and stuff. How amazing this is commercially for the club as well. That Klopp signs a deal. Yeah, I mean it sets Liverpool up really well from a commercial standpoint. I mean, 
you can just imagine from a basic, basic level going into negotiations. We know, for example, the kit sponsorship deal is coming up soon. If people are coming to invest in Liverpool and they know Jurgen Klopp is there for you know the foreseeable future, that definitely puts Liverpool on a on a really strong standpoint, on a really strong footing as well. And um, I, I doubt this will be the only signing. Um, that we get, whether it's you know uh, current players re-signing or new players coming in, Klopp has been quite clear in, in, in his intentions of being at Liverpool as long as they show the commitment to providing him the tools that he needs to compete at the highest level. We know the frustrations he had at Borussia Dortmund, and obviously he was quite limited at Mines in terms of the backing that he could get there. And ultimately at Dortmund, the issue was he just kept losing his best players. He couldn't really, you know, fund things the way he wanted to. He couldn't bring in outside help when he needed to. Whereas at Liverpool, they, they're basically giving him everything he, he, he asks for, um, whether it's the conventional or the unconventional things. And as long as that keeps happening, I think that's going to just, you know, it's kind of unlimited how long he can stay. Um, as long as we keep providing the tools for him. And by providing the tools for him, it helps then our commercial value grow as well. So it's kind of like a, a, a beautiful circle that just completes itself. Um, as long as they keep helping him, he'll keep helping the club. And it's just, it, it's a really harmonious moment for the club at the moment, I think. It's massive, actually, sight because you've commented on this a few times. It's like, you know, like Tad's point there, where he's got everything he wanted. All of his mates have come in. You know, he's literally got people he's worked with before or that are his friends or whatever in the club, doctors and food experts. You know, everything's there for him. Why? I mean, you have to question, you have to ask yourself, why would he leave? There was Surely there, there's no reason to leave. He's created his own commune. It's like the cult of Klopp. <laughs> it's, it's everybody at, at Kirby are Klopp disciples. Plus... How much fun must it be? So set aside football for a second, right? You find a job that you love doing. Not only do you love doing it, you are brilliant at it. People tell you every day how brilliant at it. You happen to be in a job where millions of people adore you because you are brilliant at this thing objectively. What what are you doing if you're not staying that? Like, isn't that that's that's life? That's the thing that we all want. Absolutely, that's everything that you would want. I mean, like you said, the community thing. You build you build a team that you're going to be comfortable with. But then, if they're the best in the business as well, and, and they're great people, and they're good people, and the squad's happy, and literally, there's no murmurs of things going on in there that's going to hurt the squad at all. I mean. It's like a match made in heaven, and we've we've talked about this type of stuff before as well, Jim. In terms of he mentions FSG as well, um, Klopp in that ninety seconds that FSG want to keep him, and he's sticking around like a bad smell. Uh, again, he literally just joked about himself loads through that ninety seconds, which is all we've got to go on. But he he kind of that's like crediting them that you know they want to keep him. But at the end of the day, these these two, you know, it's a match made in heaven, isn't it? With our ownership with Klopp, everything's just ticking. Not only forget what comes down, you know, with what Klopp brings in underneath him, his management. It's Klopp upwards is perfect too. Yeah, it is, and I think you look at you look at that. I mean, when when he started that day, I thought there was something special about him, and I think. FSG had kind of got a few things wrong. It, it goes without saying. I mean, they inherited Roy Hodgson. They brought Kenny in, and that that was a good a good move. Brendan wasn't a bad idea, you know, in terms of what we knew at the time, but wasn't a great idea. But then when when Klopp came in, it just felt right. The first day in the job, he knew what the club was about. He knew what the city was about. He knew what what the history of the club was about. He knew what we wanted, and and, and most most importantly of all, you just felt he knew how to deliver what we wanted as well. He sort of said he'd get us some titles, and you know, you think to yourself, what you wouldn't? Why would you say that on your first day? You make you know, you're making a rod for your own back, but. He kind of knew he could, and that must have been partly down to what he knew he could get out of FSG and what they saw. And I think what's been great is how well they've worked together. I mean, you think back to, again, mentioning Brendan Rodgers and the whole Mario Balotelli situation where quite clearly he didn't want him, but he was going to get him. And it, it just it just left a bad smell. It just gave out an impression outside of the club that 
things weren't right, things weren't harmonious, there were little power struggles, and it's just just not what you, what you want to hear from your football club. The bad smell now is, as you, as you just mentioned, is Klopp himself. It's not a bad smell, it's a good smell. Well, we'll see, maybe not after a few pints, but he's, he, he, he just gets, he gets, what, he gets what we're about. But the thing is, it's just about everyone being harmonious. He, they seem to bring in the best people in all the roles, and so... They're obviously not micromanaging the club, but they're getting good people in who can look after the club, who then in turn are getting good people in to look after so many different functions at the club. It's not just the pitch stuff. It's not just the coaching side. It's not just the football side. It's the commercial side. It's just about everything. It's just about getting decent people to come in, good people. But it's not It's not even then about getting the best people. I mean, it's getting the right people. You know, It's not about the best footballers in the world who, who want to be paid a fortune. It's about the best footballers in the world who want to play for one of the best clubs in the world because they want to win things because they've still got that dream and they want to keep that dream alive. And I think what FSG have done really quite, quite smartly in a way is worked out that if you get all of that stuff right, if you get all those dreams to come true, the money is still going to come flooding in. Liverpool are successful commercially all the more now. Exactly. You know, we we're selling out the ground, we're making it bigger, we're selling it out, you know, we're we're selling shirts, we're selling it we're you know, we can make money for people who want to make money, but that's not kind of how we're run. We're not run money first, yeah. we run do things right and the money will come later. And that's the way to do it. Literally getting to a Champions League final is a down payment for a player. Like just yeah. one player, bang, there you go, sorted. Just from reaching a final. I mean, we got Rhodesy on as well. Rhodesy, welcome, man. Uh, what a day. Um, I think Jim just touched on players there and recruitment. And like, I just want to talk to you about how important it is, not just for incoming players, but all the players that he just, you know, have all just renewed earlier this year or uh, sorry, late last, at the start of the season. Lots of players renewed. Um, there's players that are about to be renewed. <clears throat> we know those talks are underway. And then, obviously, anybody coming in, knowing Klopp's here for four years, bang, right? I mean... Maybe that's one of the biggest factors from a fan point of view is is the draw now, with the draws there long-term. And you can call it long-term in football because, as Sam was mentioning, there's very few managers who manage a club for 10 years or more, especially with the success that he's had from the position that he took over at. <laughs> I should say I'm unbelievably shocked by it because I was absolutely. I thought that was it. I thought it. I thought after last season and all the stuff about not being able to get back to Germany and everything was a huge factor in him probably leaving in 2024. I didn't see any extension. I doubted everybody that said he would leave in 2024. You know why? Just because the reaction his this year, you could tell. That there was something. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe. You could um, tell he was you... there was he was in it, man. He was it's the zone is there this year. You could tell he was loving it again, you know, and being good are... at your jobs intoxicating. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It. And and the reaction from players as well, Sai, right? You're a coach and stuff. If people are reacting to you, responding to you and being the best they can whilst you're coaching them, it fills you with even more, right? Like, fuck oh, oh this is gonna be amazing. I wanna see where this goes. <laughs> You you get you sign the best midfielder in the world. He comes in. He's a bit broken. You manage to fix him, and he plays like the best midfielder you've ever seen in your entire fucking life. And you're 54. How do you how are you not walking around with a hard on? <laughs> <laughs> Combined with all the other players who've got around him, it's amazing. Yeah, and and this isn't a knock on on Mo all, but it's just. Um... You've had one. You've had one contract saga that lasted that lasted about eight months, and then you've got one that lasted about eight hours. Did it you really though? You, you, like he could no, well but, have been but, chatting about this for six months without yeah, anybody knowing. It was just interesting. It was just interesting the timing and how it's. I, I, I've I, I, I was I've one of the first people, Rosie, to come into this chat in Discord, and you can ask anyone that has seen, has been in the transfer chat. And I came in and I said. I've got a feeling Mo's waiting for uh, for Klopp to resign. You are, and 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 you, and you know what? This was months and months ago, and I said I've got you a did. feeling Klopp will resign and extend, and then we'll see something happen with Mo. Because let let me be honest, a lot of these players they would be great elsewhere too, but they wouldn't be this great elsewhere because he somehow gets the best out of all these attackers. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not even just this, right? It's not even just that from a Mo or a Mane's perspective, right? If you look at all of the clubs in history that have had a great manager that left, what happened? 
And so what we're doing is asking Mo to sign for five years or whatever, but three of those are going to be in either the transition phase or the down phase of bedding in a new coach. Yeah, at the end of his career as well. Well, it doesn't even matter if it's the end of your career. If it's the middle of your career, it'd be worse. But mm. like having having the the stability of knowing that the the, the manager that that respects you and admires you and you have this great relationship with is going to be around for the next for for the length of your contract. That's gonna that changes the dynamic completely. Agreed. Just to say, Gags, I've got to go now. I'm uh, 76 minutes through the pressing. I think Dan Kennett's going to be expecting it soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I rewatched some of the game earlier, and Jesus Christ, yeah. man, we just literally didn't let them. I think Sai summed it up on Twitter last night as I was driving. They were, we were on the in the car on the way back, and I just read one of his tweets. Um, I don't know if it was this was it this morning maybe actually one of the things the best team at doing through balls just weren't allowed to play any through balls and that was that was the key one of the key things because um, I was telling people that's that and uh, yesterday whilst at the game and they were like well they didn't actually get to do any through balls I was like I wonder why <laughs> but yeah it was intense very intense. The absolute wall that we've got person. I'll show you once I finish, mate. But those who are listening, uh, I think it's Monday. We are recording on Monday, so there we go. Superb. Um, yeah, I, thank you, mate. Thanks for popping on. No problem. Uh, but that, you know what that does as well. What you're just saying there, it just reminds me of the that how lucky we are when you compare to other Premier League managers and other successful managers that. I mean, how boring was Arsene Wenger's lot to watch when they were winning things? How many times did Alex Ferguson's teams go through through periods of just like just not being great to watch? I mean, they weren't they weren't bad. Don't get me wrong, but we're we're, we're not just winning things. We're actually enjoyable to watch. If you if you were an actual if there's any such thing as a neutral fan in football, you'd want to watch Liverpool, wouldn't you? Because the way we play, and that's something again that that is not just won us things and got us thinking we can win things we enjoy every game every single game you watch you can enjoy which is a rarity in football i would say it is and also as a neutral how can you not love the manager as well how can you not love Jurgen Klopp there's so many people who do you know you get I don't know about yourself but I'll get DMs off people who are quite staunch fans of of one club or another and they'll just quietly mention that how jealous they are, you know, in in a nice way. How much they love Klopp and how much they wish they had him as their manager. And it's not it's not just about what he does on the pitch. It's what he is as a person. You'd love him as your father in law, wouldn't you? You know, he's that he's that kind of person. <laughs> that's, oh, I think, good, that's the first time I've heard that one. You'd love him as your father in law. <laughs> he's a, a, a bit young for my father in law, to be honest. But you know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. I mean, um, side. There's a there's another side to this as well in terms of um, youngsters. You know, we're we're trying to bring through people like Carvalho, or hopefully we're signing him. But you know, we've done stuff with Trent. We're getting Elliot to come through. There's a whole load of other youngsters. Look, it looks like Liverpool are signing so many youngsters um, at the moment. Eighteen, nineteen year olds to come in. They that's another factor, isn't it? That he does. If if they're amazing, they do get a chance. You know, sure, I, sure, but also they get to be coached by one of the great coaches in history. They get to yeah. be coached by you. Forget how young these kids are in 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 relative terms, not in actual age, but in in experiential terms. Of if you get a sixteen-year-old, right, they're currently living the life of the most famous player that they've ever heard of play for Liverpool is Mo, Mo Salah. The most famous manager in ever ever at Liverpool is Jurgen Klopp. Like they don't this is their history. So they're getting to play with the great legends of the games in their mind. Yeah, and he's revered now in the management world like full stop, isn't it? It's just like before you just hear some people saying yeah, Jurgen Klopp's great, but now literally everyone is saying it. There's there's, there's no that this season especially like even last year People wouldn't say as much too much shouting off. You got all of the naysayers shouting from the rooftops this season. How yeah, good it, this it, team is. Look at the beginning of the season when all of the dickheads predicted we'd finish at even some of them outside of the top four because of the absolute disaster, which nobody recognised the greatest injury issue in Premier League history. We had 40 games missed more than anybody else ever of all time. And that was our one of our three best players for, for the large part. It's just a catastrophe of a season. And 
during COVID and the poor dude goes through what he goes through. Can I, I, I have, I've got to go to training. So can I just leave with, with uh, one set of statistics, right? We, we do with and without plus minus players all the time. In the Premier League, we, without Jurgen Klopp, we are, we are a 64 point a season team, 60 goals, 52 conceded. With Jurgen Klopp, 82 point team, 84 goals, 33 conceded. Jurgen Klopp is the best of Liverpool in the Premier League. Wow. That's amazing. Nice way to finish your stint on this one, mate. Thank you very much for uh, joining us. Delighted, um, boys. Thanks, mate. Thanks. Um, Tad, before you go as well, I think you're about to leave. Any final thoughts from you? I think just everyone, you know, can breathe because it was, <laughs> it was getting to that point. Um, I mean, I, I had um, kind of dealt with the Kloppers leaving uh, the scenario for well over a year now. And I was just like, I'm just going to enjoy what we have left of, you know, of his campaign. And so I, I was completely in the dark. I, I, I knew for a fact he's leaving. I've, I've accepted it, you know, um, we'll enjoy it. And then when he goes, it'll be a nice ceremony. And then you wake up to news like this. I mean, the sky's really the limit. And I think it's, it's also really nice um, that Klopp's going to get to enjoy this team that he's built so this version of of this team at their peak without the worry of oh I'm, I'm, am i leaving it too early you know like he, he gets to actually just live in this moment i think a lot more knowing that he's going to be here for a while um because it might be awkward for him as well um could you imagine going into next season or the season after that off the back of what we're hoping is the greatest season in liverpool history well, now he's got breathe to room. Uh, he's got room to breathe. Sorry, um, so it's really exciting. And then also a huge shout out to Mrs. Ulla Klopp because um, you know Klopp mentioned it in in his presser, and he's mentioned it many times before. He gives a lot to his managerial roles, so he always has to ask his family, and they have to discuss it as a family. You know, are we going to be in, involved in this because it takes so much out of him. And, you know, he had promised before he, he renewed, he promised that he was only going to be here for a short stint. And then he renews. And then now she's the one that kind of um, starts the conversation going, which I thought was fantastic. So a huge shout out to her. When he gets his statue, she better get one right next to his. Something changed, something changed though, I think, from last year and this year. You know, when he went through that really painful part of the season last year, and there was all that stress, and you could tell, you could see the stress on his face. This year, he seems more relaxed. This year, Klopp seemed more smiley and just get on with it type of, you know, that, that he was back. You know, the start of the season, he was back. He was back with a bang, you know. It just seemed like it was him again. But not only that, you don't see that stress. He seems to be enjoying the challenge of this season. When you sometimes look at Pep's face, it's like he's going to break down. The other yeah. pet Guardiola, that is. He says, what the <laughs> hell? And he's stressed out of his brains. Where is he's he's just... wearing it. Yeah, he's, definitely he's wearing it not this wearing season. it this year. He's, I think he realized I've lost so much last year. This, but is, also, this, is, this is fun. This is, but, this is fun. I've got to take it as fun. And that's why he probably passes down to the players as well, because they look like they're having fun too. <laughs> but it, it, did he not also lose a year? Maybe that's why he... He, I think he wore it a lot more as well because last season, a lot of this team, you know, Diaz aside, etc. Last season, they expected to to have a campaign like this, and then the injuries happen and everything kind of comes crumbling down. People start doubting him. I mean, I don't think Liverpool fans did, but certainly people outside of Liverpool started doubting him. So I, I think that definitely affected. There him. were some idiots, mate. When yeah. the six losses at home thing was at me, it was like, come on, man. I don't know how many times I had to explain to people that it's a combination of all these things that are going on that, you know, it's, it's this bad because injuries, players playing out of position, people dying. It affects you, man. It's not, they're not, they're not robots for fuck's sake. You know, they're humans. So it absolutely takes a toll. And it's, you know, this is, they are now, 
they, they, they all seem much happier, you know. And you know what? The, some of the players do have stress because they're going through contract renewals or whatever and there's pressure, but they're still turning it on. They're still making this team be one of the best in history. And it has surpassed Chelsea now in terms of May the 1st. It's going to May the 3rd. That's, you know, a Darth stat that I picked up. So at the end of the day, those things, I mean, we could go to literally one week towards the end of the season and we still be in it. I mean, it could be mental things like that. That is a historical season. Like I said on AI Scouted earlier, no matter what happens, if we win something or we don't, I'm still going to be so proud of this set of players in this team because as a Liverpool fan, I've never felt what I'm feeling right now in terms of the position where we are in a season and to be, then there will be a point, maybe next week, fingers crossed, where we're going for a title, we're in a title race at the end of a season and we're in, we've won the Carabao and we're in the FA Cup final and the Champions League final. I would never, ever, none of us have ever experienced it. How can you be disappointed? What happens think... after that sometimes isn't in our hands, Jim, right? But it isn't in our hands, it's in the players, but how can you be disappointed? You I can't mean... be disappointed. I mean, it's like there's, there's, there will be people, I mean, just say that Liverpool are end, up, end up runners up in everything else now for the rest of, you know, with what's left this season, right? right? We, that's a devastating thought in a lot of ways, but my God, what have you been through to get to the point where you are runners up? You know, you've you've won one cup, you've got runners up in the other three, and that's, the, that's almost the worst case scenario. I mean, the worst case scenario is that we lose against Villarreal and only make it to the semis of the Champions League but that's a hell of a season and a hell of a season in terms of what it does for you because you've got to enjoy it as a fan as in what are you going through now how much are you enjoying it now the the anticipation the dreams the hopes and all of that um as a fan you can you can see I mean Anfield was bursting last night with the with the support and and, and the love for this team and you, it yeah I can think, I think you can get the cold hard stats at the end of the season not if, many know, teams play every single game of the season. Not I mean, it reminds games. me it, it reminds me of 2001 I think I might have mentioned it at some point somewhere I feel like a, a repeat oh, myself we did sometimes, then as well, didn't we? Yeah. we actually did <laughs> yeah it's, it's, you know it's, it's 2001 we we played every game but the yes. stakes were just that bit lower I mean it was your it was UEFA Cup now 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 known as Europa League but it was UEFA Cup it was um it was trying to get into the Champions League, not trying to win the league. But we we did. We we played every game, and every game, every league game was like a cup final, and we just kept going. And we didn't know. We didn't know. We, there were times when that wasn't in our hands. We didn't know what might happen in the league, but we just kept going and did our thing. Sadly, that wasn't something we built on back then. You know, that was almost like a peak of that of that manager's time at the club. And again, sort of in a way that happened in two thousand and five with Rafa, but with Jurgen, you know. I don't know if we had his peak yet, and if this is his peak, it's there's still plenty to enjoy, even if it does the, drop the, down from that level. You know, the big difference is Jim. that yeah. there's a title race in this one, and yeah. you know that yeah. that just adds the stakes higher. And it's a Champions League, not a, a UEFA Cup. You know, the the stakes are are at the you know the, the, the yeah. skyrocketed. You know, they're in the. Well, that's why. Right, that's why the comparisons. That's why the comparisons not aren't with Julia and Benitez. The comparisons are with with Shankly and Paisley and Dalgleish. That that's and, and Fagan, because that's the level we're at now. We're at that level where we can actually sit and have a nice, meaningful debate about how good are we now compared to how good are we then, which we have not been able to do that since the eighties. You know, so no, and even in the eighties, they didn't get to the FA Cup finals, did they? That was one of the things that. Um, yeah, Paisley didn't do. He couldn't get that to that, win that FA Cup. Or yeah, I hated the FA Cup growing up, but yeah, that's <laughs> because we never got there. Exactly, and they, it took Kenny to do that. But then, with, without Europe, you know, so yeah, uh, exactly. It was one yeah, of those yeah. things. It switched. It switched over when Kenny came in because then we didn't have Europe, so we focused on trying to get doubles, and we only got the one. But we should have had, I think, two or three, shouldn't we? <laughs> in the yeah. end, but we're just uh, just very unlucky at times. Like I said, so so you compare that to now, how hard it is. It was to just do a double back in the day. You know, those were counted as um, elite things that when we were, we were kids, a double was like the completed football. Now we're talking about a fucking quadruple with stakes much, much higher than anything else. The money at stake, the amount of games, the pace of the game. You know, the, you know what it's doing to players. Like it's unbelievable. And yeah, the fact that, the fact we've got the players to do it though as well. That's that's another another thing that we've quietly built up an amazing squad. We've actually got to the stage now where where Klopp is having to leave decent players off the bench. 
It's not that he's having to leave decent plays on the bench because he can't fit them all on the pitch. He's getting to a stage where he's going to have to leave decent plays out of the, uh, the you know, the plays available to play in that game. We've got that good squad, that deeper squad. We've got obviously got the top class, world class plays, but even our backups are decent, and it's 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 so important. And I think you, we've mentioned recruitment. It's it, it's part of what's making everything work. And and the thing is, every single one of those plays, if plays have to come in and play, you know, unexpectedly, maybe plays that were maybe on a bit of the fringe. They kind of come in straight away and know exactly what's expected of them and are pretty decent at delivering it, which says so much about the coaching and not just Klopp, but he's he's um, his right hand and left hand man who who've made such a difference and and helped helped him in his job. They've been true assistants. The, this is something that we touched on earlier when we did the the non recorded version, and it was about how Klopp, you have the best manager anyway, but when that best manager finds ways to improve himself throughout your stint it's again one of those things where you're blessed because this season there's been some different thing that's that Klopp has done and made decisions that we never ever thought he would where he came out and literally said to the press I'm going to choose the right players for the right games now and I don't care who it upsets in the squad and he said that straight I remember him listening to him say it and I was like okay I want to see the, the evidence that you do this. And then all of a sudden, now, we've had the NFT midfield, Fabiago. It's not NFT, fuck NFT. It's Fabiago, folks, right? The Fabiago, Fabiago midfield play, starting big games, the right games, and this and that. And it's just a massive change from what used to be Henderson, Milner, and Ginny midfields, right? And it, it, that type of stuff is... That kind of just shows he's he's grown up, and then the then the substitutions have been unbelievable. You know, it's just been there's 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 certain things that he's changing about himself, which means things are improving even more, and 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 that is so important. You get the respect though as well of the player. So even if he does upset a player by saying you're not starting, you're getting brought off early, whatever. And I mean, Trent looked disappointed last night when he was coming off, and you see it from time to time he plays, but you know damn well that the next day at training going to be sitting there and they're going to be perfectly fine with the decision that was made they're going to understand it they're going to get it and they're going to know that we're you know we, they're not individuals they're part of a team that's so important so many clubs that do well or start to do well start to fail because they've got too many individuals and not enough of not enough team players and and these lads know they know that they're privileged to be playing for liverpool they know that they're good but they know that there's reasons why they get they might get moved aside i mean you know once they sort of had divock Origi down is coming on for a game, but he does his stuff, doesn't he? He he did it in the derby as he always does. It's it's just having that ability to know which plays are right at the right time. And although Klopp will go on about say we just take one game at a time, of course he does have to have future games in mind as well. But he just he just seems to know how to just strike the right balance of keeping players fit, keeping players ready, and keep keeping players hungry. Um, I'm just I, I am genuinely enjoying every minute of this season and every minute of of what what we've got in this manager who it's his personality that we've mentioned and that I think is a big part of why he can make those big decisions with those players because they will respect him and that that is such an important part of being a manager and not it's not something you just get you don't just expect to be respected you've got to earn that respect and he's earned it in bucket loads see the other thing that comes here is not only respect earned from players, but then your peers and the wider media community. The respect is massive now in this country for Jurgen Klopp. Uh, you know, now he's getting his way with certain things. If you notice that um, rules started to be changed about if you're playing away from home in the in Europe on a Wednesday, you can't play the Saturday 12 o'clock, 30, 12.30, but if you are at home, you can. So like, like we have this week, we are playing it because we're at home. But if you're away and you're travelling, it's not allowed anymore. That's come from because Jurgen Klopp complained enough about it to make that happen. Five subs is now coming in to play next season. You know, who was pushing it? The man who kept talking about it, player welfare, player welfare. All the things that Klopp asks for or asks for slowly ends up happening. If you're noticing, there's some power coming in now. There's that Fergie-esque kind of level. No, but I know I don't want to mention the guy's name, but Fergie did do that. You know, he did have stroke. He did have that power with other clubs and other, you know, just, you know, getting things the way he wanted it to happen. But you shout loud enough and you've got enough power in your voice 
and people respect you enough, things start to happen, dude. They do. Yeah, pick the right battles as well. You know, I mean, he, he doesn't complain about every single thing that happens. I mean, you know, like, like if we're talking about people that sort of disappoint us in some way, let's talk about Frank Lampard and the way that he jumped straight on refereeing decisions in the derby and the way the club have hidden behind that. I mean, that's a club that's hidden behind blaming everybody else for their ills for years and years and years now, instead of standing up and going, hang on, that might be us. And that's, that's again, it's something that I've admired about Klopp. He's one of his first games, maybe in his first game. And I think Mane scored against us for Southampton and it, it made it 1-1. And he was like, he couldn't believe the players thought like they were just so disappointed that they'd conceded and they were sort of ready to give up and, and resign themselves to it being a draw. When he's like, what are you doing? There's 10 minutes left yet. You've got time to get one back. And it's that sort of attitude, like when refereeing decisions go against you, Leave Klopp to argue with the fourth official. You guys on the pitch, if you realise he's not going to change his mind, get on with it. Go and get one back at the other end. Because it doesn't matter how the other team scored, you know, and it's it's this about I remember him. that. He was shocked at how, you know, how much they didn't have any fight, the squad. Yeah, but this is, yeah. This is the mindset. Brendan, yeah. The mindset yeah. from Brendan started to be, remember, we, we lost in the FA Cup semi-final. Literally, <laughs> was the worst semi-final I've ever seen in my life, where lifeless... Liverpool we had a team, against, yeah. I think we had a team yeah. of actors filling in for us that day, didn't we? But they yeah, and they, you know. they played about a million formations too. Those actors, it was oh. unbelievable. Maybe that was, was part horrible. of the, the script. But um, you know, the, the, where we are from where that was, it's completely different now. You, you have um, you have commentators saying uh, resign themselves. Literally, the Tylers of this world. Oh, Liverpool have scored first. Game's pretty much over. <laughs> literally yeah, saying yeah. it literally like oh Klopp team just scored first that's it we're done See I think some of them are trying to use the, 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 I think, shut the broadcast <laughs> yeah I think some of them are trying to use the commentators curse a little bit you know if they can come up with enough stats maybe they can make us lose but even that doesn't work for them we just no. keep on winning it's 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 you know I mean we've we've got we've got our faults we still get things wrong there's weaknesses you know teams will exploit the weaknesses that they can find but what what I find about Klopp and again it's from day one is if you get something wrong or something doesn't work out it's fine because he learns from it. You know, it, it doesn't sort of happen very often. It either doesn't happen again or it's soon sort of eradicated. And that's that's another another hallmark of all his time at the club. He's just, um, you know, he's not sat and cried and licked his wounds over things going wrong. He's just gone away and dealt with it and fixed it and it's all forgotten. Um, there's always a way to fix a problem and he finds it. I, I agree. He, he he finds a way, and that's one of the best things about him. And I think we talked this last point before we, we close up this pod is um, succession that we talked earlier again on the non-recorded one um, is, you know, I'm, I'm sure Klopp wouldn't want to leave. And, and one of the things um, that's come out um, from Dave Maddock, I think it is, something about um, option to stay longer. There's an option for him to keep, continue to renew uh, further. It's, it's not a closed book that it's gone in 2026 and Klopp tried to call out um, the German media as well who said that he's coming back in 2024 right so again yeah. in the interview he calls people out he's so funny he's so cheeky as well it's just it's just wonderful to see but he's you know it, it, that he wouldn't I don't think like you said and I would like you to repeat that point is I don't think Klopp like you said would leave without having something in place to to succeed him you know and so that wasn't in place for two years time you know there's nothing there and hopefully it's not for six seven eight years time but like you said that's that's an important part of i think the man and what he would want to achieve here right yeah i agree i mean that's exactly i mean if you look at liverpool's history when we had the boot room there was all this succession it always worked out and you know and it just we just kept going and kept going and kept winning and then it came to a sudden end because of the problems kenny'd had after hillsborough and everything else he left and then, it, and really, it took us a long, long time to recover from that. And maybe, in a lot of ways, we didn't recover it from it until Klopp arrived. And then you look at Old Trafford and where Alex Ferguson was was the man. He was winning year after year. He was on about leaving. They started to have a dip when he said he was retiring at the end of the season. So he changed his mind and they started winning again. But when he left, there was no real plan, unless you call David Moyes a plan. There was no real plan for a succession. And there was no real plan in terms of even of the squad. You know, the squad that he left behind was, was struggling. And maybe that's not all down to the manager, but certainly down to the ownership in some or all part of it at that club. And this is where... I think there's a difference here that I don't think Klopp will want to leave us in the lurch. And two years is, you know, from now would have been 
you know you know how it works I and mean, there's already people been talking tonight about starting to be worried about him leaving and how maybe when you've got two years left on a deal is it really two if someone comes and knocks on the door and all this kind of stuff all that uncertainty i i think he will start looking at how there'll be some people to to sort of step in and take over from him that might be our pep that does that we'll have to see um he's certainly got possibilities in that sense but you know, maybe you just need a charismatic person at the front and decent coaching behind. But it's important that we just keep that that thing going. That players who do come in, as Klopp's coming towards the end of his time, know that they're going to be looked after by whoever comes next. It's it's vital. I mean, it's and again, I mean, maybe that comes back to FSG and the business side of things. That you know, business continuity is such an important thing, isn't it? You know, you want to make sure that that if people are leaving, that there's people going to come in and do just as good a job and. It's going to be difficult for anyone to step into Klopp's shoes, but I am sure he'll do all he can to help us find that person. And you know, and it's, I think, I think another important thing about the way the boot room worked was that those people were promoted from within. You know, people who were looking after the reserves would like Roy Evans and people like that. You know, they run him around. All of these people kind of had other jobs, and they kind of moved upwards and moved moved that way. And I just feel like at the academy, at the at the new. Um, centre of excellence that we've got out in Kirby that, that there's people there that are doing learning the trade picking up the skills and, and doing a great job um, another one he does as well another thing this does is it takes away that thing about should Steven Gerrard be our next manager before Steven Gerrard has actually done anything as a manager to earn that that chance Yes, maybe Maybe by then he will have done. Who knows? But the thing is we don't have to worry about that now because we've got the best man in the job there right now Yeah, we don't have to um we don't have to. We don't have to even worry about that, you know, or contemplate that at the moment. At the end of the day, it's it's literally we can focus on ourselves and on Klopp and what he's going to do. And I mean, we talked to uh, Sai earlier a little bit about, you know, the team that he's built. But I mean, it's amazing that literally every single one of them extended. Nobody had, um, you know, personal uh, ambitions to to split from Klopp and do their own thing. Like people, you know, it happens in the past. It happened to in Fergie's reign a lot with with a lot of his um, assistants who thought they were they were the dog's bollocks, you know, rather than him. And and that it wasn't a, it wasn't like a, a combination of them that was doing it. And Klopp seems to always acknowledge my team. It's my team. My Thanks. team does it. It's not just me. My coaches are. You know, I can't do it without them. And it's it's huge to have that recognition as well for them, and then for all of them to stick with him for the next four. Massive. Just a different person, just a different person. I think remember when the David Beckham power struggle kind of thing was going on with Alex Ferguson, and it ended up with someone getting a boot allegedly on their eyebrow or something like that, you know, and all the <laughs> anger of things being thrown around. Can you imagine if someone tried to have a bit of a power struggle with Klopp? He would just start laughing with that laugh of his, and he'd just diffuse the situation immediately, and then they'd be having a drink afterwards, and it'd all be fine. It's just, it's just a different mindset completely to. To, to you know, and he's showing you that you don't have to be nasty to be successful. And if you're not nasty, those players will want to play for you. I mean, this 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 thing about you get players who'll run through walls for you. He doesn't want you to run through walls. He wants you to to run sensibly and and powerfully and everything else. But he doesn't want you to hurt yourself necessarily in the process because he wants you to run smartly, not madly. You know, it's it's just a different kind of mindset, and it's it's, it's just one of the reasons ours. why. I want this team with Klopp right now to succeed this season the most because literally everything from top to bottom would have been done in a football way or in a in a in a positive way. There's no it's a non dickhead policy, it's a squad mm. built to to from hunger and desire and incentivized and, you know, really bi- like business driven, you know, uh, passion driven in terms of what you want to but again and talent tactical, you know, with all the stuff they do all and and then you know using every advantage that they can neurologically you know set piece wise the whole shebang without time wasting without cheating without do you get what i mean all of it's done honesty and integrity literally you know uh, in creatively i mean if if they were able to pull this off this season he's he's built the greatest thing in football ever Jurgen yeah. Klopp would have built the greatest squad in football and achieved the greatest thing in football ever he's making it's the game live up to the name of the, the people who named the game the beautiful game it's not beautiful when it's sort of 
time wasting, pretending to be injured, pretending you've been hit in the face, all that other stuff that makes football depressing at times and not enjoyable. It's, it is a beautiful game. It's an art form. It's exciting to watch. It's entertaining. It's it's just seeing those moments of skill. The things that make Gary Neville make funny noises that probably make us all make funny noises, but not quite to that extent. That, that's what it is. It's just so enjoyable to see. And he's doing everything the right way. And I think if football really really wanted to sustain itself for the future it would actually look at the things that Klopp's doing and work out how can we make that kind of thing sort of legislated for you know how can we stamp out time wasting <clears throat> how can we how can we can we stamp out um feigning of injuries and, and all the diving and stuff that can go on and all the all the nasty side of football that can go on how can we get rid of that and you know maybe you can't legislate for it but they need you know if they encourage it in some way then this this game won't die out for people you know it, it it's fun it's exciting it's what you want to go to absolutely one thing i'm i'm just glad of people can try and copy the blueprint they won't be able to recreate the blueprint exactly no. just because of what Klopp's got at his disposable input in terms of you know Dr. Ian Graham's team and you know the whole stat side of things, the the literal you know the, there's so much that he has at his disposal yeah but you have to be open to using it open to taking on board advice from people you know some managers think that they know everything or that their decision is final and they're going to do what they want but this man has shown over the last six and a half years that he's open to be advised on he's open to take new to take on you know i mean he didn't want to sign some Mo Salah is famously Michael Edwards said, no, no, you, 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 you kind of need to sign this guy, boy, your mate, you know. He's like, all right, then, let's get him in. And then, you know, rest yeah. is history kind of thing. You know, just an example that he isn't one to just be, um, you know, just stick his, dig his heels in and, and say, no, he's not stubborn in that way. Oh, yeah, he stubbornness he is one, yeah. It's one of the we, traits that, that sometimes managers will get praised for, that they're stubborn and they, and, you know, they stick to the guns and all the rest of it. Well, that, that ends up leaving you standing while everyone around you is moving. You know, and I think that what you're saying about anyone trying to copy Liverpool's blueprint, well, they can try, but all they're going to be doing is copying the blueprint at a point in time that we'll have already moved on from because he doesn't stand still. He isn't stubborn. He does listen. He does take things on board. As I said, he, you know, if we, make, if we get something wrong, we don't get it wrong for long. We get it right sooner or later because he, he, he goes back and works on it. And, and that, you know, he listens to advice. He's interested in what people have to say. And he, he's sort of... He's nice about it as well, I'm sure. You know, it's it must be a pleasure to work with him, you know, um, as much as it's a pleasure to play for him and as much as it is a pleasure to watch what he does, watch what he's doing for our team. It's, I don't think there's ever been... There, there has been this synergy before, of course, there has with other managers, but in the modern era, obviously, there's so much social media, the whole thing. The club has never been like this. I, I haven't heard a peep from a from an FSG outer for a while, man. Like, you know, they've all gone into the caves, but they'll probably be out now after listening to this pod. But, you know, it's it's turning into that way. Even even one signing, like a DS signing, is going to turn into a catalyst and yeah. <laughs> hopefully we win everything. But again, being open to doing the deal, being open to bring in a player, which it normally says it's got to be the right deal, right time. It's just, it's it's all just perfect at the moment. It's all, and like I said, it might not be by this time next month. It might not be. But whatever happens, I'm always gonna, in, you know, be able to enjoy that. This season was just an unbelievable ride to get where we got to, and hopefully next Tuesday we complete the job in Spain and we do get to another final, and that makes four European finals in seven years for Jurgen Klopp at this club. And wow, I mean, just yeah, you turn around and you go, wow, you know, we've he's 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 reached three semi-finals before, all went to a final. He's in his fourth. If he's half the job done, if he can complete it, it's four semi-finals, all of them won into a final, you know, in a European competition. And hopefully he lost the first two, the symmetries there, and he wins the, the next one to make it lost two, win two. And um, we'll all be very, very happy if that's the case, you know. And uh, all we need now is for sports washing to, uh, to get fucked a little bit. And um, we kind of hope somebody does something to them over the next couple of weeks and we take that one home too because um <laughs> yeah it would just be it would just honestly it would just complete complete completing football with Jurgen Klopp is pro, you know like i said win win everything this season next year the only one i think as i did on up with Darth 
next year is just invincible. That's all we want to do. We want to go far in Europe just to make money. Rest of it is invincible focus. So let's try it. <laughs> <laughs> Complete football with Jurgen Klopp. But yeah, um, it's all dreams, but it's good to dream. And when this man's at the helm, that's one thing you're definitely going to do, isn't it? His dream. And uh, I think this season, literally, when the Liverpool fan is closing his eyes or trying to get to bed, they're imagining winning everything. And literally, I think every single one of us is thinking regularly about winning everything. Um, I mean, imagine imagine being called champions of everything. Yeah, and it's not as well, (laughs) it's not even in an easy place, is it? You know, you look at PSG. What are they the champions of? The, you know, the wealth, the wealthy people that are way, way ahead of everyone else in cash have just basically walked through a season. And you know, this, this, this was. I mean, to give City their due, and I know where we know where the money's come from and the rest of it. You know, they we we we've had a battle against them on all kind of fronts. You know, we've we've had a battles against Chelsea, who maybe maybe their past is going to start catching up to them. Um, you know, it's just it's that one thing I want to say on that. It's a Jurgen Klopp pod, but. If City's manager was anyone else other than Pep, we would beat them. I'm telling you now. Yes. So there is there is a quality aspect to Man City in terms of what Pep brings is what Jurgen brings in terms of that, you know, that that consistency of a team. He can and a style of play that fits the players they've got. That is Pep is doing a job. But if it was Mancini's or Pellegrini's or whoever was before, right? Klopp would wipe the floor with them all. Definitely, yeah. So and I think that's go, it, yeah. yeah. We will use City as, as as a brush, man. We'll be just brushing shit apart. We're just moving them out. That's it. See you later, lads. We're, we're, we're out you go. It's It won't be the same. I wonder yeah. if this strikes some fear down East Lanks and they, they you know, and Pep signs a new deal. I really do, but he hasn't Oh, will it be the other way all. around? Will, it, will this be the... Oh, the exactly, because he's thinking, you know what? I, I can't, can't be doing with another four years man. of this shit. You know, I'm getting too old for this shit, as he said on the You know, I do. I really hope he runs off. But um, that's that's going to be the that's going to be the interesting part. I think if it was anyone else at the helm, I don't think it's if it was any other team. I think we need to stop saying that. I think it was if it was anyone else at the helm of that team. I think we would smash them. I honestly do. I don't think they be, they bring that consistency. No, because they've got the money. But you, as we said before, you've got to you, you build a team of this a team and not a load of individuals. And what yeah. there's not many managers that could spend the kind yeah, of money they have. Needs to needs to start taking some credit. You know, he does. The yeah. money's there, but it literally wouldn't be as good without Pep, folks. Let's be honest. You know, no, I mean, no. he can take some credit for it. So, um, like you said, you have I just wish they'd got Ronaldo. I just wish they'd got Ronaldo. I know, would have would mess things up for them, wouldn't they? You know, well, there been too many egos. Maybe United yes. would have got Champions League without Ronaldo. So. Well, <laughs> the cancer yeah. wouldn't have attacked the squad. But hey, let's stick to fun stuff and, and Klopp. But mm-hmm. I think that's everything. Um, unless there's anyone else who's on the on the chat here that wants to have a point or um, does have a point as that they want us to read out before we go, I think um, I think we've tried to cover everything we can on Jurgen and how happy we are with him extending and also just the effect it's going to have on on everyone in the club. Hopefully there'll be now um, you know deals for Mo and 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 Man and uh, Sadio you know come through and and that's it you know that build that dynasty basically just build it. Build it, build it, build it. Get a decade of Klopp, and let's see where we are at the end of that. Because I'm sure it's going to be multiple titles and you know a lot of trophies, and that that's you know that's all we've dreamt of for a long time. Especially since a lot of us grew up watching Man United win things in our adult years. You know, young adult years. And as kids, we watched Liverpool win things. As young adults, we we suffered. Yeah, me telling my kids, look, honestly, honestly, kids, honestly, it is a good idea to support Liverpool. I, trust me, trust me, trust me. Eventually, I could show them. <laughs> well, to be honest, I converted all my nephews to be Liverpool fans, and I'm sure they're all thanking me now because at the time <laughs> they weren't doing as well, but they're all thanking me now. But yeah, I mean, there's a question here from Sunday. Do you think we will go big this summer to stay on top? I think we um, will go. Um, as big as we, we need to go in terms of, I think we've paid off a lot of the, the big signings from the 2018 season, where we, or just before, like we got Virgin, Alien, Catering, Fabin, Shakin. I think all that stuff's gone now. That's been paid off. So if you add that up, 
yeah, I think we are earning as well this year a, a heck of a lot of money. I think Mo said we're going to be earning big bucks in terms of revenue this year. Um, if we win things, obviously there'll be a lot of payments to go out too. But um, I do think now the club is 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 probably going to do some big deals as well commercially in terms of the the shirt sponsorships that are coming up. There'll be a lot more commercial stuff coming now that Klopp's staying. Like uh, Tadiva said earlier, you know, uh, Klopp's staying for four years. Any sponsor coming on board, shirt sponsor, anyone else is going to think, well, okay, here's Klopp. And then if Mo signs on top for another four or five, you know, again, another thing, okay, that's great. You know, this is our, our name's going to be on the on the shirt of this player. And those things matter, you know, to, to, to the corporate world that that matters. And they want to, you don't have to, to show those pictures. So I think the other thing that, as well, though, as well, is if you if you're doing all of those things, winning all those things, um, we will want to get the best players. And you know what? You won't need as much money to get the best players in terms of wages and so on, because you know they're going to come, come here. You know they're going to turn down more money somewhere else. I'm sure, um, or they're not going to mess about trying to out. You know, trying to set up a, an auction if you like for the for the services because and Jim, we they're know not going to lose out. that chance. Yeah, they're not re-signing yeah. their contracts. You know, some are at the end of they're going to leave, and uh, some are surplus to requirements. And they 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 will they will want to go and get time somewhere else. You know, there's there's certain players in the squad that that will happen with, and when that happens, there's going to be money available in this in in not only the wage bill. But from what we earn in revenue to to start paying for these, and remember, it's all it's all it's all spread over years of contracts, so five years. So it's not going to be all paid up front. A lot of people keep uh, still very you know misinformed that when you buy someone for seventy million, you're paying it all in one go. That doesn't doesn't no. work like that. You know, there's a deal in place, and you you pay it over a over a month. In fact, you do end up spending seventy million in a year because if you buy five six players and you pay ten million each or twelve million each, then it works out to seventy million. Yeah, over the in the first year or every year because you're paying that that you know. But that's why Liverpool were probably frugal a couple of years because you know there was they they'd paid large sums out. They'd agreed contracts where they'd promised players that they would pay him big bucks for if they scored and assisted goals and literally the front three went fucking crazy yeah. and we were paying big bucks out for players because they were, they were doing so great and what it was um it kind of what's the what's the phrase you know your own success victims of your own success or, or yeah. whatever it is yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We, we kind of put something in place we maybe didn't think it would happen but it worked and it went through the roof. And then you kind of say, wow, okay, we need to rethink that a little bit. <laughs> and, the other, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking as well, there's so many clubs that were sort of, um, like you say, you buy a player over for whatever whatever price, that's over so many years. And there's a maybe the biggest payment comes up from maybe fair enough. And then there's clubs who are basically borrowing off next season's season ticket money and next season's TV money to put that down payment down. And then they still got three more lots of payments to, to go. And, you know, and they're, they're, they're gambling so much and taking so many chances, yet Liverpool just don't seem to act that way. You know, the club runs itself, it uses its own money, knows what's going to come in, it's, it's got a good idea. And the fact we did so well through COVID as well, we, we didn't struggle financially despite the, the the pandemic and what that could have done to us. And what it did to a lot of businesses, you know, Liverpool handled it well. I mean, a little bit about the furlough at the start maybe wasn't great. But other than that, they handled it really well. They got through it. Well, no one is. And again, as we said, we clock, you make a mistake, you learn from it, you know? It's how you react and how the people that work for you react. You know, Jurgen Klopp wouldn't have liked it, but how's he reacted? He's not, he's not bitched and fucking moaned like fans have, you know? He's just gone on with his job and made it even better and made the team. And the money's better. there now. So when you say, will we go big in the summer? I don't know if we will, but the thing is, we'll go big in the summer if we need to. I think we to. will. That's Honestly, the thing. Yeah. We yeah. Will. There's, there's going to be spaces in the squad that need filling. And yeah. when you have spaces in the squad need filling, and when you've been such a, had a successful, such a successful season, you want to add a few players. And before, when we said, oh, we won the league, we didn't add, we did you know, it's we did try to do things. We did try to add players. Jota, Thiago, Simicas did come in. You know, we did try. Things didn't work out for us because we of... need the depth. Because if we do another season like this, you know, we're, we're going to need quality. We don't just want a twenty-five man squad that's got fifteen starters. We want a twenty-five man squad that's got twenty-two, twenty-three starters in it. You know, yeah, some kids in there that might get some chances. And I think you can trust Klopp. And you can trust the people above him to try and do that. At the end of the day, there's going to be... I'm, I am convinced that there will be signings 
this summer. I'm convinced. That's how sure I'm convinced that this is now in the cycle. We're in that cycle, every four or five year cycle. That's how the club's working. It is evidence for it. It's how it's working. You just, I mean, this morning I came on when I saw that on, on Twitter. Nobody said it was two year extension. They just said it's going to be extended. I came onto Discord and I said, Klopp, that means Klopp's here till at least 2026. And subscribers asked the question, what makes you think it's 2026, Gags? And I said, because the evidence suggests he does two-year extensions. Yeah. Literally, the best way to, you know, try and understand what's going on is by looking at the evidence of what's happened before and maybe using that as a barometer. And that's all yeah. I did was say he extended two years last time. He's going to extend. And what happened? 2026 came out later on. It was just like, fucking hell, this thing just works. <laughs> to a so as this next two years unfolds, then as he's going to us, exactly. Yeah, if he wants it, if he wants it, and his wife wants it, it'd be. I do believe Ola has a a lot, you know, hand to play. If she wants to go back to Germany, he'll go back. And if he, you know, because he he believes that he's given his life to football, he wants to give it to his family too, right? Everybody, every man does. We all do. I've taken a step back a little bit from AI because I want to give time to my family. I've ten years in it, crazy yeah. ten years where I fucking overwork like a bitch. And I need to do that. I need to do that now. I mean, it's no comparison to a real football, but I fucking spent my life doing two jobs for 10 years. Yeah, I know. I know. And I think I've only that myself when we're we're doing podcasts, when we're doing podcasts and things and writing and you think, right, that's that game done. Oh my God, there's another one. And I don't mean that in a sort of you hate it, but it does kind of like, it does sort of feel relentless sometimes when you're working in the game. And that's just us sort of doing quite frankly sat on our backsides work i mean you know not what they do exactly you know uh, look after players there's so much go into you know from what Klopp's position is to goes into looking after what they're all doing and how they're playing and the 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 problems that happen in squads and you know i mean the coutinho era must have been hard you know when he wanted to leave and how you manage that and how the players manage that you know it's 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 crazy but i i think look when the time comes, the time's going to come. But he's here now for four years. There's a possibility he might stay for a bit longer. At the end of the day, you know, there's so much that could happen now in the next four. And uh, we're just, we're j- I'm just, you know, and, I'm, and everybody that's been on this pod and who's listening as well, I'm sure you're all absolutely over the moon that the next four years of our lives are going to be, you know, filled with Jurgen Klopp moments. And, and It's so and, good to be sat on our perch looking down at everyone envious of us, isn't it? That's, that's how I feel He's a bit today. So much joy to our life, mate, for the last six and a half years. I can't tell you some of the best moments of being a red. I mean, it's just been amazing, amazing. Matt. I just go through a couple of them, like you know, the first year, the, the Dortmund game, Villarreal at home. You know, those were fucking nuts. The year one, we were like going mental. Yeah. And then as we came back, came back in the Champions League, Man City happened. At home, then Roma. You know, just there's been games that have been completely nuts. The adventures we've had with him. I mean, even Barcelona even though we been. lost, we lost in Kiev. You know, I mean, it's yeah. so sad what's going on in Kiev now. But I'll never forget the party atmosphere around that place. That that Kiev was really big. Awesome. It was cop who brought us that. You know, it was it was awesome. And also afterwards, we learned a lot about ourselves when we lost in Kiev. To be honest, as fans. We sat together, we sang together as we lost in a hotel lobby. You know, me, Harinda Baji, like all of us, mm. were, we sat there. My cousins, other Reds, we literally just sat there and sang Klopp song, other songs just to get our mind off the loss and um, how the injustice of the loss, you know, we felt it, was, it wasn't justified. It just, you know, we just were so hurt. But the year after, literally in the second minute, we felt like it was redemption there's so many stories of this of this you know of the whole club era that we could oh, I mean, we are, it, it, yeah yeah pod. i mean yeah learning from learning from real madrid is you change with all due respect you decide you need to spend better on a goalkeeper you know there's so many things that that it, and whether it's down to club or the club or, or just them as a collective it doesn't really matter in that much because we just need to keep doing it we we you know, we're sort of we're, we're as a bog, if you like, as a club. We just, we just, 
we're all working together even the fans you know and everybody we're all part of this we are all part of this you know and we should enjoy it we and we deserve it you know because we forgot to so far he's actually really only resigned because he loves the song let's be honest jim that's what did it he was waiting and waiting you know he's like he, he would have preferred some kind of heavy metal ditty you know to have his name too, but you know the beatles he's put up with the beatles oh mate how can you not i mean that it just it just attaches his name with the city even more you know the the lore of yes. it it's just what a combination yeah, yeah, I mean that's it. Like, people, I mean this. And I, I, the Beatles, like fucking hell. I, I love this city. No bigger honor, right? Surely. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, this is it. I mean, what's what's this city famous for? The Beatles and Liverpool Football Club. Sorry, Everton, but I don't think you really get a mention. And there you are. You've got two of the most iconic things about this city all rolled into one. With the man who kind of who's made sure that we're still on that map, we're still famous for that reason. That we're getting more and more famous. We're getting bigger and bigger and bigger and better and better and better. And I'm just loving it. I mean, I love, I love, I love the city that that the club plays in. I love the people in the city and everything else about it. And you know what? I think Klopp does too because all those times when we heard about players that wouldn't come to us because they fancied the lights of London a lot more, you just don't hear those things anymore. And I'm not being funny. Nothing else has happened in the city except that. Um, I don't know. There's just an atmosphere that those families of those players feel happy here. Maybe because the the guys that are earning the money are, are happy here, and everything is just right. You just don't hear those those stories anymore. It's just, you know, Klopp must be playing a part in that as well. It's just, it is just a great time to be a Red. We could be here all day saying this, couldn't we? Absolutely, mate. You know, at the end of the day, I'm in love with him, and I feel fine. <laughs> I think that's the place where we end it, mate. Um, You know, I'm so glad Jürgen is a red and he's going to be a red for another four years. Thank you to Jim Boardman, to Dan Rhodes, Simon Brundish, to Diva uh, for joining me on reacting to Jürgen, um, extending his contract and making us, you know, fall in love with him again. We'll see you soon. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.